0: Welcome, 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 everybody. This is Zarobust season two, episode one. We are brand new and exciting with video for the very first video. time. Uh, my name is Nick, and I am a weary traveler at the moment. And my new personal goal is to stand as still as absolutely possible so that you think my screen
1: froze. <laughs> I like the strategy. You're like, uh, Nick? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> if if i
2: may is it because you're tired or because you just met to one of those oh no?
0: yes and yes would be my thought there
1: nice <laughs> well we got yeah we got the video going so if you're listening on one of your podcast listening devices we'll be on youtube now so you can uh, check out the uh, video there to see us uh, otherwise continue listening on because some people just like listening and, it's way easier than seeing the video of us and our silly faces. Um, if
2: I may, I th- if I may, I think this this is best for our parents, or at least my parents, and that they're going to be able to see me for once. Right. Is, oh, my mom. I should out- Skype more. I should yeah. Skype more. My mom Sorry brought the same
1: thing. It's like it's nice listening to the podcast every week. We should have like an hour a week where we just talk. And I was like, I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but every week, like, can not we just like. Can I just call you with major updates? Like, I, mean, I don't think we need a scheduled like, time each week. I think your significant others, families, have that same thing going on.
0: Yeah, we could have a a new podcast altogether. We could have two going at the same time. We could have our usual ZaraBust update, and then we could have a family hour. <laughs> family to <be> together <laughs> <laughs> And, and family share minute. that because my mother clearly needs to be a star on the internet.
2: Oh, that would blow up though. Maybe we could get some singing in there. There we as go. Well. For,
1: for Mother's Day, we'll all bring in our mothers. For Father's Day, we'll all bring in our fathers. Top
0: ten worst ideas. Ever <laughs> let's roll with it. No, I think it's going to be great. All right, no, gentlemen, gentlemen, amazing. the format, please. Introductions. Let's let's stay on stay on Cadence here. Oh, we're can. past
1: that. I'm Kyle. Uh, we got Brent. Brent, what hey. do you got going on? Going on. Me. Yeah,
2: I just had visitors. This guy right, actually, where is Nick? Is he in my left or He's my right? He's to your left. The left. Yeah, that way. No. Yeah. yeah. This guy up here just <laughs> yeah. visited. Where? This is new. This is new. We're learning. Uh, this guy up here just visited the past weekend. Um, good night. Hi, Julian. <laughs> Sorry, and, and wife
1: saying goodnight. Derailed. Derailed.
2: But uh, Nick visited this past weekend with Megan. Uh, awesome time we bought a car we went hiking and then i think nick was done for the rest of the weekend and we we did other stuff but after the hike that was pretty much like that was the top of that was the top of the mountain once we got up there did you
1: hike to the top of the mountain and down the side of the mountain and then back up
2: the mountain and then back down we went over the mountain and down the mountain
0: We uh, we went to the top. That was fine. We oversaw uh, the lake area, which was very pretty. And then we're like, "Oh, well, let's go down to the lake." And so we went down to the lake. And uh, some more avid hikers were like, "Oh yeah, like 20 minutes, no problem." Well, 40 minutes later, we get to the (laughs) (laughs) finally get down the hill. by the time I got to the water, I'm just like, screw it. I'm, I'm going in. Like, I'm not going to die from hypothermia. Uh, I'm, I'm built for the colds. So <laughs> I, I just start like marching into the water, and even Brent just looks over like, what's going on? Like, He's on board with getting in the water, because he'll follow me into crazy shenanigans. But uh, yeah, I ended up going swimming, and that was lovely. And then we uh, had to hike through the f- snow back up to the top of the mountain, too. Um, then go back down the other side of the mountain. So, so yeah, that was physical activity for the weekend.
2: So Kyle, you remember? I think like our fourth episode or fifth episode. I talked about a hike we did where I dove into a lake. Oh yeah, well, yeah. We did that again, except for this time, instead of being the summer, it was October. It was cold, and it was just Nick and I. And I, uh, I get into. I was ready to go in. The lake together. Yep, I was ready to go in, and I was like. I got I got ready pretty quickly and I look over and there's Nick already just like waist deep in the water. He just, I thought we were going to like Pass wait for zone. it a little bit. I thought we were going to, you know, jump in together or something. Nope. Nick <laughs> hold just, hands. Nick just, no, not hold hands, but <laughs> I thought there was going to be like any sort of hesitation from Nick, but he was just, he was in. He was in. No. I looked over. I'm like, he's no under hesitation. the water. <laughs>
1: That's, I will like, say I
2: jumped in twice. I jumped in twice. You know, if I jumped I'm in, in
1: once. I would say if I had any fear, it would be cold water. Like I just don't do cold water. Like once I'm in, I'll be okay. But the whole like convincing my body to be like, that's really cold water. Let's jump into that. It's just not, it's not a thing that my brain likes to do. Like once I'm in, I know I'll be fine. And, but the whole jumping into cold water, when I know the water is cold, I know this is going to suck. Yeah. You know, you get the whole mangina thing going on the moment you jump in. It's just, it's not something that. Uh, I, if I had one fear, I'd say that's that would be like one thing that's a consistent thing that is not for me.
2: The water actually was about the same temperature as the air. I thought, like, I I got in and I was shivering before I went in, and I came out and I was shivering, and I was in the water, I was shivering. <laughs> it really was <laughs> no, no difference. difference. I don't like, know if man, it's
0: a it was I'm, I'm the not same. A scientist.
2: It just sat, it felt like it was both forty degrees, which was frigid but survivable, and it was a good
1: experience.
0: Um, my it favorite wasn't as part was as Superior, actually. No, it I definitely is. It was warmer than Superior. Like superior
1: summer. is cold. I've jumped in Superior before. That's that's yeah. chilly. My
2: my favorite was you're on these hikes, and it's always like mm, kind of tiring. I. Well, it's just we don't go all the way down, and then you see some guy with just the the tiniest little dog, like you know, wee little bit walking down. And it's like if that little dog can go further with those short (laughs) little legs, there's no excuse. Like I I can't even complain. Just gotta keep going. There was a dog.
1: So when Juliana and myself went on the hike up by Rainbow Lakes here in Colorado, um. We got to like all the way to the end and then we saw this like girl like jogging through what we were just hiking through. And then she had a dog with her that was like, it was a three-legged dog. I was like, all right, I have zero. I'm not tired anymore. No longer tired. Like, nope. I'm not disabled. (laughs) Right. And actually, Rainbow, that was a pretty easy hike. It's just, I mean, with the elevation and also like we went a lot further than the quote unquote end of the trail. Like it ends at a lake. And then we just like kind of kept going until there was no deer trail or anything to follow where I wasn't. It's one of those things where, like, I'm sure I could find my way back, but I don't really feel like getting lost in the middle of nowhere. So, I just, uh, yeah. It's always a good thing. But yeah, there's the three legged dog. I'm like, dang, you go, dog.
2: You got it. Um, I from. feel like the hike was a long time, but I feel like probably the longest part of that day was getting the car. So we get in there. We think we have a plan. And three different payment methods later because we, we like we got the car and we got out 2 hours 2 hours and three different payment sessions later but
1: <laughs> so you just like pay them in three different increments through three different ways yeah so You're we like, paid yeah, using here's, here's a couple thousand dollars through Venmo here's a couple thousand yep. dollars through personal yep. check which is the max they'll allow and then here's a couple thousand dollars in cash that we've acquired through ATMs over the past 2 weeks
2: <laughs> it was, it was... Not quite like that, but very similar. I would say <laughs> that that was definitely the general feel and vibe of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, uh, so Megan and I were sta- – if I may. You may. Megan and I were standing there watching this gong show. So <laughs> I can, and sorry, the, sorry, real quick. I can just
1: picture Brent being like, but but, but we can do it. Like I can just – just <laughs> knowing Brent, like how he's going to act in that situation, be being like, no, no, no I promise. <laughs> sorry. Continue. So this, this was lady –
0: this lady was uh, super concerned about getting the money in her actual account, which is safe and logical. Like, I'm, I'm good with that. That, that kind of makes sense. But wrong. the reason I found out, because we stood there for like an hour and a half or two hours or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> the reason I found out, you know, why she wanted it so badly, specifically in her account, was she had talked to the, the banker. And I'm gonna go off on a brief rant here about this, this bank. This was a great
2: moment of the the, the morning, for sure. <laughs> okay.
0: It was, this was a good moment for us. We're standing there, this lady is saying she needs to have the money in her bank account. She will not accept that it's under her PayPal account, under her Venmo account, under whatever. We're, we're gonna set What's aside the, the fact that we, bank account, that we paid the
1: number. three different, issues.
0: but we're gonna just set that issue aside and say, okay, aside from the fact that we've paid three different ways, um you have possession of the money through these through these methodologies well i sit down with the banker in the corner because we've been standing there for 45 minutes while brent and heather are working through their details with this lady and i i I got time i'm i'm just hanging out so i talked to this banker who who had addressed the the lady beforehand and had, had answered her questions and i just say so so hey what's what do you know about this situation Oh, yeah, the lady told me about it and, uh, you know, she just, she needs to have the money in her bank account. And I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. But can you tell me why it it wouldn't be good enough to also, you know, have have it in a PayPal or have it in a Venmo? And instead of needing the deposit to go through the day, because the the hang up is is the banks. The banks don't move quickly enough with respect to if you have the money transferred Mm -hmm. to your account. Then you need to have right. it transferred from the app, PayPal, Venmo, whatever it may be, into your bank account. And the the witchcraft of possession with respect <laughs> to these apps was was ben, beyond yeah. her. She was um, she was the the queen bee, if you will, of the the bank branch on a Saturday. So you know she was high ranking. Oh yeah. She yeah. gave me the business about how the money needs to be in the bank account and. Uh, just with talking with her, she she was an older lady, not to knock on older ladies. There are plenty of smart ones, plenty of who, who are with the ages and hip and fresh and understand <laughs> technology. We like hip old ladies this was and not fresh. One. This was not one. The fact that we were talking about PayPal or Venmo was witchcraft, and she would <laughs> not have any of it. And I guarantee, had she not been in the equation, we could have had this sorted out in... Half the time, I will it's still going to take a while. Cause, yeah, again, we're paying three different ways. That wouldn't have been my ideal choice, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm talking to this lady, and I realized she was just this crazy old bird lady, and just with no idea about technology or anything. And she, yeah, was not having any of our witchcraft Venmo or PayPal transactions. You cannot just give me money through your phone. It's secure in today's world. It's like, oh my god, relax. Like my, I, again, my favorite part of the deal situation, that. regardless, but. The lady was just I, – I couldn't get over how you know high and mighty she came across as when you're the, the top-ranking person there on a Saturday. On a Saturday okay. I am the Saturday Whoa. boss. You I are am the, the Saturday boss. boss. I am a you big deal banker. on
1: Saturdays, but I am a um, big deal.
0: For any potential hmm. viewers that are bankers who are managers on Saturdays, I'm sorry. <laughs> my, my favorite part
2: of this whole thing is Heather and I are trying to figure out these payment things. We're talking with the seller, and we look over a glance to make sure Nick and Megan are doing okay. And Megan is standing there, and Nick is. Where's Nick? Look around. and He's sitting across the desk, da- the desk from a banker. He just like walked right up to. Oh,
1: I'm just, just getting a credit card right i
2: No, no waiting line or anything. He just like goes down and gets the business. And I honestly thought when I saw there that something was going to happen, something really good, like you had it figured out,
0: but. If I was dealing with like someone happened, who happened, had a brain from beyond 1980. Yeah, we'd we had it worked out.
1: But. Oh, so it wasn't the seller of the car that was having an issue; it was the oh, the seller of the car was having an issue as well. But the,
0: the seller was help. counseled by the lady at the bank.
1: Okay. So this so. lady
0: who who didn't understand everything herself, but is more modern. Uh, she wasn't an older lady. She uh, a family. Uh, she was there with her husband and two kids. Nice lady very oh, yeah. pleasant to be talked to, but, uh, yeah, we had the two kids and the husband just hanging out bored with us in the lobby for the better part of two hours Start your but, competition uh, or something. They, they showed up early to the bank, which is where we met. And they met with the banker just to talk through the situation. And yeah, this lady who looked at Venmo and PayPal as witchcraft was counseling them that only the banks are secure. We need to have the money in the bank or it's not a transaction. Yeah, it's you like can't and that's that you part get of,
1: your money. Yeah.
0: Right, and I'm. That's part of what I was sitting down. I'm like, so can you walk me through, you know, what their concerns were, or what what's what what seemed to be the issue? Because as, as far as I understand it, we've we and I'm putting myself in the we just for the sake of the story, but they've transferred was this back. amount. You have this amount in your account that we we transferred that way. You have this amount in your PayPal, and you have this amount in your Venmo. Again, it's ridiculous that you're paying them in three ways. Not the not the point of the story mm-hmm. for today, but I'm I'm explaining this to her. We covered and, why and, last week though, and she had counseled them that it. it needs to be in your actual bank account, and it can't be with PayPal, can't be with Venmo because those are um, unreliable to, you know, I say To be fair,
1: with PayPal, I think you have a certain period of time where you can like take back the transaction, be like, yeah. hey, like this isn't right, like take this back. So I know I know there is some things with PayPal where. uh, people on the internet in general have gotten screwed by getting paid through PayPal, especially individuals rather than corporations where you have more, you know, backing yeah. in your, in your position, as far as being like, Hey, we're Microsoft. We know that these guys are trying to screw us, you know, that kind of thing versus an individual or yeah. small business. So I know PayPal in general goes towards the benefit of the doubt on the uh, buyers end, whoever's paying for stuff.
0: Yep. So no. I, I,
2: aspect yeah so i think the the thing that helped push us through was the fact that they wanted it so quickly the money so quickly and we we had to look into creative of options to try and get it as quickly as we could and the real kicker is if we would have just the day that we first met them just put a check in the like a couple of checks in the bank it would have already had cleared through by saturday and it would have been good to go so just like because we were trying to accommodate other things, it had to end up being as complicated as it was. Because we, you know, you have, you can once you commit to one method, you have to stick with it because that money all like, goes into that method. You know, once you, yeah, well, once, once you, you commit, f- yeah, what did you commit to? You paid
0: him with
1: three minutes. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> there's, saying, there's like, no commitment. Nick's got a point. If we were to go with
2: a plan, once we were going with the plan, like. Once I locked in, like say we were going to either wire the money or we were going to have it go through external bank transfers or something. Like once that money is there, it'd have to go through that whole three, four, or five day process, which we were trying to figure out how to get there even faster. Um, which I don't know. It just took some trust. It worked out. We learned a lot from this experience. Plan. <laughs> the plan could have been better. We know now what to do. We should that's just
1: get the, the first away. time. It's all good. Uh, but all
2: right. We have the car. We love you the it. the car? How was
1: the car? What kind of car did you get? How is it? What was it? was
2: that? Got a Subaru Impreza. Has lots of new features. Got, and does it have love? Because that's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. I don't think so yet. Um, one thing <laughs> that I quickly realized was something that I'm not used to in my old car is that we had black seats. And even though we have a black dog. It's a black and white dog, and the white gets very all over the seat. View. Yeah. Yes, very well <laughs> we mixed. We a mixed dog. Yeah, very, very mixed. But anyway, the fur has gotten all over seats, seat, so I, I'm going to have to figure out some way to get seat covers or blankets or some way that we can bring maple on our trips without our entire back seat becoming hair. So
1: Amazon or Walmart will solve the lack of seat cover issue for you very rapidly
2: yeah lint rollers i feel like is going to be a, a good option as well
0: yeah. they're yeah. good but that doesn't fix the and, and i don't know that seat covers will depending on the kind you get That doesn't fix the hair getting in between the seat and the middle console and in between the uh, seats and underneath everything um white dog black interior for me so um <laughs> very familiar with uh, finding hair everywhere and it's just a losing battle to try and keep it clean so I guess when I'm done with my car, I'm just gonna burn
1: it because no one's gonna want it. <laughs> so what you gotta do no, is no, just no, train, no. train your dog to sit in one spot at all times, and that way you only have one spot of your car dirty.
0: Yeah, but then you That's get not the whole <laughs> the, the window opens and it's just a grenade went off as soon as a window opens, <laughs> boom, it's everywhere and nowhere at the oh, same
1: time. What we could do because we have video now, we could all show off our pets. yeah. Mine's just laying there.
0: Uh, um, finger... finger. Figure this out. No. Yes.
1: <laughs> Not a thing. Okay.
2: That's your
0: uh, No. Okay. Here's my the Brent,
1: Brent's on it for it showing up. Aw. Oh. Look at that one. She looks kind of yep. sad.
0: She's just tired.
2: <laughs> so tired. I was talking about her and she felt. Mine's napping upstairs. Mine is also napping right behind me. Kyle, I can you cover just off of Zeke and
1: have him start waking up?
2: you is just always napping. I know.
1: All it's it's right. a hedgehog. It's, unless I'm sleeping, it's napping. It's a lights are If I right whistle, you,
0: she'll come, but I don't want to whistle into the microphone. so uh, Or near the microphone. It makes me We appreciate that.
1: All right, Brent. What, what do you uh, got for a topic? I know uh, Brent was good to point out that Nick and I typically take over his topics. So, Brent, what do you, what so do you leads got for me a topic? Wait, topic. wait,
2: wait. Hold up. If I may. If I may. One thing that I learned... Um, you may episode.
1: yeah you may not
0: you skin
2: your topic here. i am going to i'm taking it uh i also heard that we had not been giving enough if i mays so i'm i'm working on incorporating Ooh, okay. that more into wait who's providing you know, feedback uh our listeners his mother listener
0: um <laughs> anyway anyway who do we have regular contact with this, did this come through the regular channels and I don't mean text; I mean like Twitter or whatever. Whatever we all
2: have. We're working on that, so on that. So. We'll get
0: there. Yeah. anyway,
2: so if I may, um, yeah, I noticed that um, Nick, in particular, last episode, admitted to this fact, and I'm just fixated on it because I found it so fascinating. In that he took a personality test last week, in which he is one of three percent, the top. I, maybe not top 3%, but he's in the 3%, of 3% dominating top. personality. So most people have like regular nice personalities, but Nick has a 3% dominant. All right, Something like, dominating I, I, means I, I'm mean. butchering the fact. He's a very assertive person. So when it comes to a, a talk show where it's all about talking over each other the whole concept of it, 3%. So I think-
1: I think you're I'm just because if I may, I think I'm also similar in that aspect to Nick where like when we both have an, I think when both of us, either of us have an idea, we need to get it out stat. And I think that might be why we're such good friends with you, Brent. You're so good at listening and reassuring.
2: Thank you. We should take a personality test to see that. I want proof that I am a friendly, good listener. <laughs> Nick's just. <laughs> not sure about that but I, th- I think i am i'd like to think i'm a friendly good listener such a friendly good listener So friendly, but i'm still friendly I'm putting my, my foot down i am i'm reaching into the the one percent or three percent dominating personality i'm taking this podcast by the
0: only only three percent of the population can be this personality otherwise we're all at war with one another <laughs> Which would also lead me to believe that because Kyle and I were roommates for a fair amount of time, we're not both true D's, which is, is fine.
1: Yeah, I'm only in like the five percentile. Um, Nick's the Nick wore the pants for sure. Apparently I wear the he pants. Port, he paid the bills. Out. I just I just gave him money. Oh, so that's that says you're fantastic. So oh, when Nick and I were roommates, right, go
2: Fine, so, whatever. Who cares about my topic? Okay, your good. topic was nothing. It was the opposite. I had a topic. topic. <laughs> I just had to introduce it. Go for it. I want to hear this roommate story.
1: Okay, while we still, I'll talk. keep it short, just for Brent, though you can get back to his topic. Uh, <laughs> when Nick and I were oh, roommates, uh, Nick had already been in the apartment for quite some time, so he already knew, like, had all the bills in his name and you know all that fun stuff. So I was just like, okay, I'll just, I'll just give you cash each week for the uh, for rent plus my, you know, my half, you know, my half of rent plus bills. So I would end up taking like a couple hundred dollars out of my bank every single week or every month, sorry. And just hand it to Nick. And I always tried to make it as drug dealer as possible. So I'd like be in the car and be like, Nick, here you go. Or like, like just hand him the wad of cash and be like, yeah, twenties is good. Like, I think at one point I had the, I had the cashier do it in like tens or something like that. Most of the time I just did (laughs) hundreds, but like, they're like, how would you like that? I'm like, doesn't matter. It's like most of the time they just give me twenties or like one one hundred dollar bill and the rest in twenties. But yeah, I, I like it looking as drug dealer as possible when I'm paying Nick for my half of the rent slash utilities. So
0: those were good times because that was always my fun money,
1: right? I could I
0: could basically front the rent for the most part on my own, and then what you gave me there, I'm like, oh. ooh,
1: extra money,
0: fun time. Let's do it. Kyle,
2: did you ever give? Um, the money in a paper bag? Like a, a lunch
1: sack. I think I might have done like envelope. But yeah, it. no, never in a paper bag.
2: That's that's the true Yeah, most of the time I just hand over a then. lot of cash. Have you ever did uh, you ever do the do you ever do the take the stack of money and just like throw it in his face and there's a whole like make don't it know rain. I I did kind that. I definitely
1: should have made it rain.
0: If you didn't, I think my Roommate priority you did at
1: one point. <laughs> Just make it okay. you with your this was right. This is a joke.
0: I keep chucked like all the 20s at me. I'm like, well, I'll pick this up
1: so, Well, like when, <laughs> rent, when rent is like 800 bucks, $400 in cash, like that's more cash than you typically carry. You know, like oh, the easily. most I typically ever carry on me is like 100 bucks, depending on what I'm going, what, what I'm doing. <laughs> you carry more than 400 on a daily. Somebody, if you got to rob somebody, rob Nick. <laughs> Uh, that's your guy yeah, right that's there. your guy my, right there there's my
0: hashtag conceal carry like what's
1: up <laughs> yeah there yeah <laughs> Anyway. wait wait Kyle Kyle All okay, right, go about
2: it. did you ever take the rent money dry out the tub and then put it on the tub and let Nick like have
0: a tub of money
1: no I just gave him a lot of cash most of the time oh, man <laughs>
0: it's, you could. sorry oh one dollar bills and it wouldn't come close to filling a
1: tub i didn't have
0: to fill a tub but you could at least like sit in it and... it's really underwhelming when you see that much cash in person i promise
1: yeah. like right. again you could do it in once yeah. and it would yeah. still be really 420s isn't that many like it's really not that much did it. Right.
2: and pennies, i just can't really make pennies rain you can I mean, you can
1: make them pelt <Ugh>. Penny ale. So Penny oh, ale. so on the same kind of topic, Brent, when you and uh, Heather got married. So for us, we got like all our checks and cash and whatnot. We put it on the bed and definitely like laid on the money, like Wolf of Wall Street style, except not nearly as much money. Did you guys do something similar mm-hmm. with all your open cards? We, didn't,
2: we did not. We, oh. we had our parents take it to the banks and deposit
1: for future reference to anybody giving anybody any money for weddings make sure you write or on the two line. Otherwise, what happens is when you do uh, Kyle and whatever last name, uh, the wife has, or whoever, I guess, whoever changes their last name, typically the wife, Mm -hmm. has to sign both their last name and sign again with the husband's last name or vice versa. I guess it depends on who changes their name. So uh, definitely do an or that way. Just one person has to sign that check. and You don't have to have the uh, whoever changed their name having to sign twice with their old name and their new name.
0: They really write both names
1: on it? Like, yeah. The vast majority of people would be like Kyle and Juliana last name. And so I only had to sign them all once. And then Juliana had to sign it once with their old name and then again with their new name. So oh I'm just gosh. sitting there like Seriously? done. Just sitting there and be like, are you, you done yet? <laughs>
2: Have you signed it yet? Have you signed, yeah, yeah. It? have you
1: signed it yet? And it's anything that had or I just signed. That way she didn't have to deal with that one. So yeah, pro tip. Yeah, if you're giving somebody a check for their wedding, do or.
2: But if the wedding the wedding doesn't work out and a few days later there's an or, that's going to be a big fight.
1: Then I'm well, sure just split not, in If half. you do an ad, you
2: can just split it in half. Who's dramatic
0: sport. enough in your life to not have a wedding workout?
2: out. Eh, nobody, but just for the listeners out there that they're like, you say, really don't trust a couple.
1: Then I suppose do an hand. <laughs> I want to
2: make sure both of you get it, not just one of you. Yeah. All right. So, Brent, so here's what I've been. Wait, thinking wait, of.
1: one more second. One more thing, Brent. What's your topic? Yeah.
0: So deep. Oh my God. <laughs> So, Before we get started, uh, what I'd really like to talk about today, and I- I'm actually really uh, excited. Uh, if I may, if I may. <laughs> As I blow out the mic, I apologize. Today, for that to you're good. today Brent. Okay, so today.
2: I have been thinking a lot. Kyle, this weekend, out of the blue, because he had, I don't know, maybe too much time on your hands this weekend, Kyle? Not sure. But he comes out and he gives us long list of a game that he had designed. And it's actually he showed me a prototype that he designed again because why sit on a great idea good for you kyle and i was impressed and it really started getting me think of like what is good game design i know this if past may, weekend what is love baby don't, don't
0: hurt me
1: Don't hurt me.
0: we're
2: gonna get like removed from youtube now for covering music that'd be very um, impressive
1: if you could recognize that
0: if i yeah it wasn't even on key like that wasn't good like but if I wanted to try, we
2: could. I mean, that could be fun. Different
0: episode. So
2: I I was thinking, and we played this weekend a lot of games, and I was kind of thinking of like what makes a really good game. Not just like video games, but like board games in particular. And kind of what I was thinking is it's gotta have replayability. It's you got you know, it has to be something that you can play over and over again and not get sick of. It's gotta be something that's simple enough that you can pick up but then it has to be easy to learn enough.
1: hard to master
2: yeah it has to have enough depth depth and layer to it that you can spend a lot of time playing in it um and it has to be colorful because i don't know games that are not colorful are pretty it's boring it's got an interesting topic it's for like- sure it, true, it helps to have like a setting. Um, a lot of times you do games, is you want to get away from reality, and a lot of games have backdrops, whether it's a fantasy world or a space world, or you know, it's hard to say. So, I think card games are kind of the exception to that. It's just you have a deck of cards, and what can you do with it? But
1: if I may, I think. Uh, one thing that's definitely important is gameplay. I think it's been proven especially in recent years where like you're getting a lot of these retro games released like Celeste, um, uh, the Shovel Knight series, like a lot mm, yes. Minecraft even. Like when these are released, graphics are not good. Like they're just not good graphics. They're not up-to-date graphics. They're, they're gorgeous from a pixel art standpoint, but from like a graphical intensity standpoint, they're not good. And it's it's... But the gameplay and the story behind the games overcomes that or, uh, I guess, not counters it, but complements it uh, well enough where it's just a great game. And uh, kind of with your point, Brent, the whole easy-to-learn, hard-to-master with mechanics, I know one of the best games that I remember playing that it just blew my mind was the game Braid. Um, oh, so yep. that, that yep. that's a fantastic game. The whole game, it, it's, it's one of those like screw-with-your-mind games too. Because you're, you're, you're messing with time. Um, you can rewind. You never die through the entire game. If you ever fail, you just rewind time and try again. But certain things are not affected by time. Certain things are affected extra by time. Like if you go in reverse, it then goes faster. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a bunch of crazy things with the game. And I don't want to ruin the end. But in the end, you are going through the story. And then when you get to the end, it then reverses time through that story and it just changes the story completely by reversing through what had just happened. So it's, it's, Uh, that's a really cool game to game that I would definitely recommend picking up and playing through. If you haven't, it should be fairly cheap, like 10 bucks max, but fantastic game. What other, what other games do you guys think are great game design?
2: So a couple, a couple of games that immediately hit my mind. Um, I like games too. that introduce kind of a new mechanic. Um, something that's a little bit different. So growing up there was like Trouble and Sorry where you roll a dice, and you move a little thing. It's like the same exact game. I honestly, that's a marketing marvel to me that those games were able to sell because they were basically the same game just kind of repackaged a little bit. Um, But I I like mechanics that are a little bit different. Um, Splendor is a game that stood out. It was a game we played actually this weekend I I find that good because it is not just one strategy you can do to win. Um, Every time I play, I always try something different, just because there's that sort of scope to the game. Um, Another game I like a lot is the Ticket to Ride series. Um, Just kind of building trains, building missions, and again, a game where there's not just one way to win. So Ticket to Um, Ride, there's a lot of viable ways. It's.
1: I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Ticket to Ride. I'm really not a fan of games that have a lot of stuff to do with chance. I'd rather be able to outthink my opponent. I, I definitely agree there should be some chance. Like risk, for example. There there is a lot of there's a lot of strategy, but there is some chance involved where if, if you have that one battalion defending against ten, there's the slight chance he's gonna be a hero. He's gonna he's gonna hold that territory. So like I do like a little bit of chance, but I like Ticket to Ride, I feel like that game Although it is definitely fun to play with, you know, group people and have it more, you know, as a a group game from a pure game strategy point. If I was just playing random people like online, if there's an online version of it, it's kind of whatever's available to you at the time of your turn. You don't really get to decide too much which direction you go. It's kind of, oh, uh, that's available. Sure, I'll go for that. I feel like you can't really plan out more than one move ahead.
0: If I may. You uh, may. I, I, think, I think you're classified as a noob in that game. Uh, is that the terminology?
1: I also heard that <laughs> you're. <laughs> wow! Oh. I heard that you guys also God. make up rules oh, in that yeah. game
2: Turn, pose. No strategy. Um, no strategy. No strategy. Oh, There's no strategy <laughs> to taking to ride. Oh, I'm Kyle. I'm so, sorry, that was me. Uh, All right, continue.
1: Is there, is there a point, Nick? How, how do you strategize Ticket to Ride?
0: Um, honestly, the person to talk to would probably be Megan. Uh, she's she's kind of the top dog in our friend group playing that game. Um, but the, the, the biggest summary is the most bang for your buck. You, you want to get the longest trains possible. Yeah, you got to make the connections. But generally, when you choose your connections, you, you if there's any chance of going – Along the longest routes possible, uh, you need to go that way. You need to avoid north-south uh, in the middle of the country, at least for the U.S. Different versions, different formats, but the generic strategy that's prevailing is you you go for the longest trains possible. If that means you t- you take a longer route, generally on the maps the outer edges have longer routes. There's a lot more points built into that. There is the chance of getting the right cards at the right time. There's a chance of uh, the missions and how those play off of one another. Um, the European version has like the ability to use a train station to like use someone else's train, I think. Um, but generically, you want to be getting those those longer trains because it's six six trains, but it's worth 15 points, uh, which is a huge ratio in favor of uh, the player as opposed your, your to play the lower levels
1: turns per points kind of thing.
0: Yes. Uh, and ultimately, even if you don't accomplish your missions, if you just get all of the six rails or whatever, whatever you want to call them, if you played the game, you understand it. But if you get all the long trains, you'd probably be in, in contention without ever having even completed a mission. Then if you add a mission to that, uh, with, you know, just one or two trains, even you're in pretty good shape, uh, for the most, that's the prevailing strategy that I'm aware of. I've never seen a strategy work out all that well where you have to go through the center of the country and, and connect uh, with a lot of twos and ones. That makes, at least in the US version, the, the East Coast is tough uh, because there's a lot of onesie, twosies connecting. Uh, and then there's the very middle of the country going uh, from down from Minnesota straight down. Uh, there's just all kinds of ones and twos. And you, you really have to try and avoid those. Uh, if you have a mission that goes that route, you're almost better off going around um and or just picking another mission entirely if you get stuck with one but and, um, and i think
2: part of the strategy too is knowing when should i grab missions when should i grab more cars um how many trains do i have left how many trains do other people have left how can i um play my route so that it screws up everyone else um when you really think about it there's a lot of little subtle things you can do to influence the game to give yourself more than just uh I got really lucky with the cards that plopped up yeah. uh, to win. Like if you're actually um, know a lot of the game, you have played it quite a bit, you can consistently win at it.
0: Um, my my big thing is is just trying to be as efficient as possible. Uh, when you end the game, you want to have the exact amount of cards you need counted out with your trains, because every additional card you have uh, beyond the number of trains you have. Uh, means if someone was more efficient they're gonna complete everything ahead of time uh, but that's our that's our pro tip strategy for ticket to ride, which is maybe not what we needed to get into but <laughs> the opportunity to call new tickets to ride talk. Was pass up.
2: but it was yes. worth it it was totally um, it. a game like two you think somewhat chance um I would think so that was Catan. that's a game like that where depending on where you get the numbers rolled you get the resources that kind of thing and Yet there are people that do competitive salaries at Catan where uh, one of the people that Heather went to med school with was like top 25 or something like that in the country And Ticket to Ride. Um, so the fact that you can make sort of a leaderboard of how good people are at Ticket to Ride, <laughs> I feel like anytime Gary you won't. can get a leaderboard of anything, it's more than just luck because you had to have some sort of consistency to be consistent. Continually placing I'm not saying, and, and uh, okay. getting high I guess points. I'm not
1: saying that Ticketride doesn't have strategy in it. It obviously does. But I'm saying I prefer games that have more strategy to luck ratio. Example, Candyland. 100% luck game. Shoots and Ladders. I letters. disagree.
2: <laughs> ghost was in the Shirts background. Shoots
1: and Ladders. 100% ghost luck ghost. game. No more. No more. Where'd she go?
2: She went to the left. Right? That way. That way. Yeah.
1: Nope. Is that a ghost? It's going to work. Nope. No ghost. Oh, oh, Oh! I saw it.
2: Oh, oh. oh, look at that recall. Oh!
1: You're, you're recalling. That's a well trained dog It's right like a there. Pokemon. Just call it in. There. Here, I'll... Put him in our ghost ball. Um, Nick, oh. why do you start talking about your uh, DLC topic thing? I'll, I'll get is Zeke it woken D- up.
0: No, that's the microphone. That's the microphone. It's... This is very scary yeah, the Microphone. that's my ghost voice yeah anyway this is ghost. she's just hanging out with me no big deal as you were
2: <laughs> I'm good so so Nick I'm really confused what did you want to talk about this week
0: oh uh yes dicks um,
2: no, right. no we can't talk about that this is a family-friendly program well, I, I,
0: what's what's wrong what okay? Go ahead. Oh, Dick Grayson, yes.
1: Robin from Batman.
0: So similar to uh, the the uh, topic last week, or, or at least briefly mentioned regarding that three percent, the personality test, uh, which <laughs> happens to spell out uh, disc, or because I'm twelve years old, uh, <laughs> Dix, and just is watching uh... Brent's reaction is <laughs> worth the price of admission. Uh, Kyle, you have a lovely rear end, by the way, and your microphone is just blocking the butt crack. So, we're hey, going to have to work on our video <laughs> skills, but aside <laughs> from recognizing, we're going to have to work on our, our videos and the fact that Kyle is now a plumber, um, Oh my, God, that's that's my, my topic is going to be the, oh. the disc stuff, but I'd rather look at uh, the hedgehog there, which is very entertaining.
1: Yeah, yeah introduce this fellow to us, Kyle. So this is Zeke. This is our hedgehog. So Julian and I, when... she's blinding in, him. What? He's cowering
0: from the light. He doesn't do him. light.
1: <laughs> I see that. Yeah, I should, I should actually, I turned this on so you could see him better, but probably shouldn't. Yeah, see, now he's fine. Now I can see his face. Yeah, now, so he's, now he's good. But yeah, this is Zeke. Here, let me... This is Zeke. So when Julian and I uh, officially moved in together, uh, we wanted to get a pet of some sort. We're like we don't want anything that's gonna live like crazy long. We don't like we don't want that commitment right away, so we started looking into like options. Like one of the we were looking at like chinchilla. Like I was like I don't want some boring, boring pet. I want something that people are like, oh you have that as a pet. So we're looking at like chinchillas. I was like, ferret would be fun, but I heard they're smelly. But True. So we started looking and we saw hedgehogs and these guys they're pretty... If, if you want them to be zero maintenance, they're basically zero maintenance. So you, you pretty much just have to... The only thing you have to do is give them a bath like once a month and then uh, clip their nails. They Like dogs, They'll you have to clip their nails. And then you have to clean their cage depending on how litter box trained they are. You have to clean their cage once every week and a half-ish. And that's just like dumping out everything in the cage and just refilling it with the uh, uh, wood shavings. But uh for Zeke here uh we we got him he's he's literally just over a year old uh he was born yeah you know, like second of October last year so they only live like wow. in ca- in the, they typically go like four to five four to five years somewhere in that range and uh that's actually pretty long in captivity because uh in the wild they'll typically are a lot less because predators and whatnot so. Yeah, so we got Hedgehog Zeke here, and uh, he's pretty cool, dude. Pretty much, the more you hang out with them, and the more you hand tame them, the cooler they are with being held. So Zeke's okay. We haven't held him as much recently as we did when we first got him. So, but at this point, he's pretty much he he gets angry at you when you first wake him up, as most animals and people do. And then after that, you can see right now he's pretty chill, and he's just trying. Eventually, he'll start exploring. If you wake him up, like, middle of the day, he'll get real pissed off. And then he'll just curl up into a ball in your hands like he wants nothing to do with the world at the middle of his sleep time. It'd be like waking a normal person up at 2 in the morning. So, yeah. It's yeah, cool. so always fun. Um, With hedgehogs, with their quills, so it's at... Ooh. <laughs> he's climbing. He's climbing. Oh. Um, With their quills, they actually... Uh, so if you when you're petting them the one way, it's just like petting like a toothbrush kind of thing. And then obviously back the other way, not going to be that good of a time. But uh, yeah, when they get all mad, I'll see if I can piss them off a little bit. You can see they'll, they'll puff <laughs> up and get all spiky. And, a little uh, hiss too.
0: Yeah, I heard that. A little bit of hiss. And then, yeah, my, my uh, buddy from college had a, a hedgehog and we would always go in the same classroom. Uh, After hours and some of us would use the projector and play games while some did homework and you know It was it was a group of a pretty diverse group. We had some uh, Business folks We had a lot of engineers because it was primarily an engineering school, but uh, we would just hang out in uh, in the room and uh, Occasionally he'd bring his hedgehog and he just let his hedgehog run around on the tables and on the floor and we made sure we blocked the couple because it was like small walls separating the different rooms because school, they had, you know, the temporary walls. We'd like block the only exits with our folders and other things. So we wouldn't have to worry about him getting into the building and escaping biting wires and frying himself or anything crazy. But, uh, he left him on the table one day next to me and, uh, he's a bit of a kamikaze. So he went to go like jump off the table and he was right next to me and I'm like, Oh, I stick out my hand and I catch him. And, of course, all I caught were quills. Like, oh. He he jumped down and went ball mode. Um. And I'm like, I've got you, buddy. I'm your friend. You wouldn't hurt me. I won't hurt you. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Boom! Just right, to in help my, you. right into my fingers. That felt really, really great for a while. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, it's a pretty low-maintenance, fun pet. Uh, the other one that was crazy a college friend of mine had was a uh, the Flying Squirrels. Um,
1: oh the um squirrels line squirrels what are sugar they called? glider sugar sugar gliders. Gliders. yes
0: he had a sugar glider and uh he actually had two and i think the one ate the other oh. some crazy thing where they were temperamental and they had some crazy issues but they would climb <clears throat> for the way to go me. they'd climb all over you which is kind of cool and they'd you know just kind of leap over and do some stuff he he went all out he had like a nice play environment for him and he bought i think he had two or three and like one murdered the other um and then um you Gosh. know he still he still had him for a while and um if they bit it kind of hurt a little bit but so, same yeah. thing with the hedgehogs even visiting when i did with you zeke uh, because i was you know, unfamiliar and or had, even after washing my hands, had food residue enough to make him want to nibble on me pretty consistently. So, um, you know, creatures like that are are a lot of pros and cons. I mean, very very good to have, low maintenance, can be really cool and unique, um, but there are some limits uh, uh, with respect to how well you you train them. I'd say you've done a really good job, and certainly, you can with more time, it'll become a lot easier. And <laughs> it's kind of based on well, how how well you do it.
2: My one experience was yeek was was wonderful but i i got to hold zeke for the first time a little bit probably last april and immediately it must have been because just woke up and i can't hold it against him but i got zeke in my hand and pooped right in there (laughs) so i was just like come on zeke like yeah, when hedgehogs are younger
1: especially they'll they'll have the nervous poops all the time especially when they're younger when they're when they're older like I don't remember the last time he's pooped on me, not taking a bath. He hates baths. So he'll, he'll poop like <laughs> crazy whenever he's taking a bath, which is very counterproductive. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, they'll poop a little bit typically that, so Nick, you are still the only person he's ever like bit consistently, even after washing their hands. I don't know why Consistent. hedgehogs are not known for biting. I've had them bite and mm. like nip at not nip at me, but like nibble thinking it's food maybe twice ever. And, like, Nick goes to hold him, and he gets his finger bit, and he's, like, literally, like, Zeke is hanging off of Nick's finger. I was holding
0: him on my finger, like,
1: "Hmm, this is uh, (laughs) is something. Yeah, but their their natural defense mechanism is their spikes. So, like, they don't really bite as a defense mechanism. They 100% bite and lick for food or saltiness or something. So, I don't know what you had on your hands or if you're just – uh, su- like a sweaty hand guy or you had some your oils on your hands were extra tasty, but Zeke, Zeke wanted it.
2: Nick is just a hedgehog food. That's what he's made out of.
1: As, as far as the we sugar gliders. Yeah. We were look so salty all the time. Oh, right. can taste <laughs> yeah. it. With the sugar or gliders, here. we did look at, oh, we sorry. did look at those as well. Uh, and yeah, they have, they're like super social critters. So you almost have to get out. You like have to get at least two and you have to contest consistently interact with them. Otherwise they pretty much just go rogue hedgehogs. He is totally fine to stay on his own. Like we can just fill up his bowl and his water and he will be good for a week or until the food and water run out. So like you can see, like right now I just like left this cage door open where you can't see. And like he, we've accidentally left the cage door open and he does not leave. Like, he has his area, he just hangs out there, and he, he's good on his own. The other thing with hedgehogs is because they are litter box trainable, like we just have a litter box in there right under his wheel, which he sometimes uses his wheel more than his litter box for pooping and peeing, which is unfortunate, mm-hmm. but the wheel's easy to clean because it's basically like a two-gallon bucket or a 50 or whatever, the 10-gallon buckets cut off. And uh, yeah, but once he's litter box trained, which is literally just if he poops not in the litter box, you just move it into the litter box. And then he just gets it eventually. So after that, like there's pretty much nothing to clean out. You just take the litter box out, dump it, refill it. You're golden.
2: So the thing with those pets that I always find challenging is that they're nocturnal. And I thought back in college especially, my lifestyle would be like, if I'm going to get a pet, I want something that's awake during night because that's when I'm home and that's when I want to like pet something. Uh, and I think about it now and it's like, I don't want to stay up late and I don't want to have like something that's continually making noise, whether it's running in a wheel or gnawing at something. It's like, uh, you know, I want something that's awake during the day and not at night because so I want not be asleep at night now.
1: So I guess for, for me with working like all day, I guess it it's the nocturnal thing still works out fairly well because pretty much once I get home. I'll, I mean, uh, especially if the lights are off in here, you'll hear him scratching around around like seven, eight o'clock. Otherwise like 11, like right around now is like prime time for him to start waking up and start messing around. We actually on our YouTube, we, I, re, I tried to record him one night. I think part of the, part of the reason we only saw him come out twice is cause I had a lamp on. So you could actually see what was going on. I don't have an infrared camera set up at all. So uh, that might've deterred him from coming out, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. He just, its not too bad. I mean, it's also the kind of thing where I can just wake him up whenever I want. Like, he'll get over it. You monster. Well, I know some people actually train him to be during the day too. It's just 100% when you wake them up. If you get them used to whenever I get home at 5:30 or whatever, you wake them up right away. They'll get used to it and they'll kind of edit their schedule to you. And then the wheel we got uh, for hedgehogs—it has to be like a special wheel. Cause you can't, they're like claws and paws can get stuck in the, uh, the wheels that are made out of like the wire mesh. So it's literally like a two gallon pail. So it's super smooth. So it can't like get any of their feet or claws stuck in it. So it's actually, and it's the bearing, like the wheel bearing for it is a rollerblade wheel, like literally a rollerblade wheel. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's super quiet. I, I, like you only, you only really hear his feet like pet, 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 if you're, and you can't, unless you're in the same room, you're not going to hear it.
2: That's one, one thing I, having worked at a zoo, I always think about is a lot of these animals that are nocturnal. You can only see them at a certain time of night. Now I thought it would be challenging. It's, it's always challenging because you see an animal like a, a red panda and you want to save a red panda and you need to have them in zoos to do breeding programs and so forth. But if you look at it most of the time during the day, except for a few couple of times, like early or late when the zoo's open, the, the animal's sleeping. And if you're a guest, you want to come in the middle of the day. You want to see them. And the animal is sleeping. It's like, wow, well, that's such a that's such a bummer. I wish there was a better way of, like, zoo at night where it's just all nocturnal animals that come at night and see see zoo animals instead of, well, what do you do during the day? Well, this animal sleeps. That's, like, what it does. We're not going to change the schedule because we don't have that, you know, it's, I don't know.
1: I feel like zoos could do We're that. Not, They'd have to do, sleep. like, they don't. Because they wouldn't get any people unless they did it like Friday nights or, you know, Saturday nights. Maybe that's it. Friday, Saturday nights. That's the only time they'd be able to do a program for that kind of thing. Like Friday, yeah, Saturday yeah. night, Eight, nocturnal animal adventure with Brent. That's a good pitch yeah. right there. You got to steal that's, that's a good pitch. You got
2: to put the with Brent in there too. That's yeah. the promotion. Oh, that's the kicker. That's what we get some. Nighttime. So, with Nick, Brent. I still don't know what this D I S C is. Disc.
0: See, you well, got the letters out of the wrong way. Now it's um, it, it's getting a little bit late, and uh, we can definitely talk about it in the future. And I'd, I'd like to go in more into detail, but it's um, it's the different personality types, and, and yeah, as we discussed. Only 3% of the population is truly dominating. I'm actually not a full D uh, by any means. Um, (laughs)
1: That's unfortunate. No, he's only like a half. Very partial. (laughs) only got half a D, that one. But there's... uh,
0: He's a small small D. A little D, yeah. There's like S, I think, was social, I, intellectual, and C was... Creative. Something else. Yeah, creative, probably. Uh, but it was it, it had the different breakouts, and I actually have uh, again not with me. We'll do it in more detail in the future. Um, a breakout of the personality types: uh, what drives them, what they fear, uh, how they function in, in certain situations. Um, the social people just need to talk about everything. They always want to talk. It's it's they're more worried about being liked. Um, the the dominating group is the group that is afraid to lose. And we debated this because I'm not afraid to lose by any means. But I am aware uh, that if something doesn't go my way, there are consequences. Or if if this fails, I know what the steps after that, and it's far less efficient. I want to get from A to B as quickly as possible. And if the direct route doesn't work, I know I'm going to have to go the long way which irritates me. Now, am I afraid to lose? No, I've lost a lot of things. I'm not the world's best athlete. I am not the smartest person on the planet. Uh, so yes, I have lost many times before. I will lose many times again. Not a big deal, but if I can control it, yeah, I, I want to win. I want to, I want to go from A to B. I want you know be as efficient, as effective as possible. So
1: if you ain't first with that,
0: last. there are the other personality types that are more reserved. You have typically the really quiet, smart people. You have the, um, I think we already covered the social people who want to talk. and then there were like two aspects who were more tended to be more quiet because these will talk when it suits them to, to, to meet their goals. Uh, the social folks won't shut up. And then there's the other ones who are far more quiet, uh, but add from different perspectives and they have different fears and different points of view of things um so it was it was kind of a cool exercise and you're almost never truly one thing entirely but there were like two or three questions that could pretty easily slot you for the most part with respect to are you this or this okay then you have these two and then to separate those two are you this or this and answering just those two questions would put you in in one of those areas so we unfortunately just had a little bit of a technical glitch and all three of us dropped at the same time. I blame Brent, but uh, it could, it could have been anybody Uh, (laughs) definitely Brent's fault (laughs) with that. My, my tangent was, was going into the different personality types. I think uh, when we are ready to fully discuss it, we can take a quick test and provide a quick test for our listeners to take if they're interested. And there are, there are all all kinds of far more in-depth tests uh, that go into you know more than just four personalities. But, so so, it's so cool if, I may, quick,
2: if I may, because um, I know some of our listeners have expertise in this area, if there is one personality test that's that's better than others, if anyone knows that answer, come forward. I'd like to know what is the one test to rule them Especially if all, it's, it's
1: free it? online that all of us can take.
2: Because <laughs> I've, I've heard like you were mentioning literally a gazillion different tests and I'm always curious, like, is there one that's has more weight than others or are they all this, the same thing that's rehashed or recycled? You never know. So if anyone knows the answer, let me know. There is, Sorry.
0: there is no definitive answer. There are only opinions. Um, that's kind of the beauty of the, the whole situation. But yes, there, there are a number of different tests that, that break you out a number of different ways. Um, I think in college we had to take a a test that had like five or six letters that were associated with it. None that were in the disc profile, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just a fun exercise and it's, it's really important for business and communication. And I, I am striving to be a communication expert. And of course I fail miserably. And even if someone perceives me to be a, quality communicator first thank you second (laughs) unfortunately i see every flaw and 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 i also am aware that there are flaws i'm not seeing because you can always get better you can always improve you can always be more articulate you can always have those better dramatic pauses it's just whatever it it is pulling out yeah exactly Pulling out those stutters and the you knows, and the ums and the uh, this like, and uh, the need to fill dead space. Uh, my, my big pro tip has always just been be comfortable with silence. Even if it's an unnecessary amount of silence in a speech or in some sort of communication. But I, I know there's always room for me to improve. I know I'm maybe above average. But I strive to be so, so much more. And other than the actual articulation of what it is you're saying, a lot of it, beyond just the speech aspect, is how you say it. And learning about these personality profiles has been fun because I'm weird like that. But if you are talking to someone who's incredibly social, it's great to start out with, hey, how are you? What you do this weekend? Oh, I had a great time doing this. Oh, you're oh, the Packers are doing great. Oh, that's awesome. And then after you've really, you know, s- scratched that itch, <laughs> you can get to the point, uh, which is if you're talking to a D, you, you just want to get to the point. You want to get from A to B. If I'm if I'm selling you, you something, to to D. what's it going to do? What's that? You want to get from A to
1: D. From yes, A to D. As efficiently uh, as possible. Uh,
0: and then with the Let's other B and, B and C. With the other communication types, it's it's more they need time to digest. They need time to think about it. They may not say a whole lot, but when they do say something, it's going to be of, of great value. They're not gonna give you the, the the regular feedback. They don't wanna open up about their personal life. They've they've been thinking about it, they're thinking about it, they've processed it, and when they finally share what they're thinking, it's going to be more meaningful to them or, or exactly what they're thinking, not you know, beating around the bush of, Oh, well, it could work for us. It's but understanding those personality types, understanding their communication niches, niches, whatever you want to say, um, will allow you to more effectively communicate. And uh, as I strive to be a better communicator, um, it was it was a lot of good information. So, cool. so yeah, we'll, we'll guess, do that in the future.
1: So I Are know good? that, I see that you guys, or one of you have put in some sort of closing segment, but I actually, I'm hijacking it uh, because one, uh, I just want to kind of, pay respects kind of thing, because actually I ended up, so in the company I work for in Wisconsin, I used to work for the manufacturing plant, and then a couple months before I moved to Colorado, I worked in the engineering uh, side of things, and one of the guys I worked with for like those three-ish months uh, passed away uh, this week. Oh, he was wow. only like 38. Uh, great guy, so I just want to kind of pay respects. Uh, my mom, it's not the Mark you think it is, but uh, Mark, uh, you're a great guy. Uh, T's and P's to your uh, family and whatnot, but with <laughs> ender on a downer there. Sorry, but uh, definitely want to no, throw, throw that in there to kind of give something to him because yeah, he was a cool guy. Uh, he, he was uh, he was new to the company. He was only in Plexus for like two ish years, but he had a lot of uh, experience in other companies. So and he was he was super cool. He was on the, one of the projects I was working on. And, uh, yeah, he was always available for, like, even if I felt it was a stupid question, I know I could go to him and you know, be like, hey, how would you do this? You know, that kind of thing. So, cool guy. Great guy. Uh, definitely unfortunate to uh, lose him when he's young, at, as young as 38. That's pretty darn young. Yeah. I know, I know he had, like, really at least one or two kids. I'm not sure what their ages were, but I think they were on the younger side of kids as far as kids go. So,
2: That's tough. That's really tough.
1: So with that, (laughs) um, that was episode 21, uh, season two, episode one of uh, If I May. Hope everybody enjoyed. Um, uh, We're bringing a new episode every Thursday. So stop by next Thursday for uh, another fun episode. Uh, Definitely uh, support us by subscribing, uh, sharing, rating, reviewing, liking, all that fun stuff uh and then if you want to get in contact with us definitely uh send us a dm over on the twitter at zarubust z-a-r-u-b-u-s-t and we will see you guys next time i'll throw or, a little bit of air horn. We can also,
0: we can also get text seeing as he gets active feedback apparently via text about her yeah brent, if you yeah. know
1: brent's number text brent
0: <laughs> she shoot him a text we'll uh yeah, yeah, the phone yeah. we'll add that to the list of communications Right? right? A couple more yeah, air horns. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Oh. Catch you guys later.